Welcome to Franchise Festival, where we go in-depth with noteworthy video game series from the last 40 years. For Season 4, we're covering Capcom's Mega Man. You can follow us on Twitter at Franchise underscore Fest, write to us at FranchiseFestival at gmail.com, and support us at Patreon.com slash FranchiseFestival. Patrons get access to a bonus episode each month and vote on future episode topics. For this season's bonus shows, we're going to be covering spin-offs, adaptations, and spiritual successors to Capcom's 11 classic series entries. As for us, we're your hosts, Chris. And I'm Hamilton. And I'm Spencer. And today we're going to be covering Mega Man 3. Most of the development information on this game that I've gathered comes from a 2007 profile of Keiji Inafune in Nintendo Power Magazine, the Mega Man Complete Works book, a 2011 interview with Akira Kitamura by illustrator Hitoshi Ariga via shmuplations.com, and a 2013 interview of Keiji Inafune by Tony Potts for the website Destructoid. There were a few big shakeups in the staff for this after the first two games in the series had had mostly the same crew. The most notable of these is that creator Akira Kitamura is gone. He butted heads with Capcom leadership a lot during the production of Mega Man's 1 and 2, and it seems like that was more or less enough to drive him out of the game industry. Kitamura was replaced as project lead by Masahiko Kurakawa, who had previously worked on the NES port of Commando, as well as Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Wait, for the NES? Oh my gosh, that brings back memories. That game's real good. When I was in the first grade, the lady that babysat me had the Chippendale Rescue Ranger game on her NES. Yeah, it's been republished in the Disney Afternoon Collection, but that's exclusive to PlayStation systems. Isn't that wild? Kitamura took with him Mega Man 2 composer Takashi Tateishi into their uh, their new studio, Takaru. So Tateishi was replaced primarily by Yasuaki Fujita on this project, who is credited as Bun Bun. <laughs> His only previous credit at Capcom is Final Fight. Harumi Fujita also contributed to the soundtrack, but she had to drop out midway during development for maternity leave. She had previously worked at SNK in the mid-80s briefly before being hired by Capcom, where she contributed music and sound effects to Ghosts and Goblins, Bionic Commando, and Strider before working on Mega Man 3. Despite their names being similar, she is unrelated to her co-composer Yasuaki Fujita. She's the person that we saw give a talk at MAGFest a few years back, Spencer. You remember that? I do. That was a very good talk. It was, yeah. And uh, my wife very kindly got her to sign my Mega Man Complete Works book afterwards, which was very cool. We also have two new programmers, Tadashi Kuwana, who uh, is credited as TK, and Kiro-chan, who's credited as Kiro-Kiro. Kuwana had previously worked on the arcade version of Strider, while this is Kiro-chan's first credit. There were also two new character designers, Akemi Iwasaki and Miki Kijima. 
This was Iwasaki's first game, but she's still at Capcom as recently as the 2020s. I looked her up, and her most recent credit is the package design for The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles from 2021, which I know Hamilton and I both adored. Before departing, Kitamura gave the team two recommendations. The first was to create a mysterious brother for Mega Man whose allegiance would be unclear, and his second recommendation was to add a dog sidekick. And they took both of those to heart. Proto Man, who would be Mega Man's brother, was given the robot number 000 as opposed to Mega Man's 001 and Rolls 002 to indicate that he predated the two of them. He was Light's first robot. And uh, as for the dog sidekick, we get Rush, a cute red, uh, I don't know if he has like a breed he looks like. He looks like a retriever or something, like a red Labrador retriever. And uh, his name comes from the Capcom game Rush and Crash, which was renamed Speed Rumbler in North America, as well as the name Rush sounding like how Lassie was pronounced in Japanese, uh, because Lassie was very popular in the 80s when they were coming up with these ideas. So it had nothing to do with the band Rush? No, it's a frequent misconception, and I actually found in two of the interviews that I consulted hmm. for this, KG Anafane is asked, does this have anything to do with Rush? And his answer is no. <laughs> Interesting. All right, then. Pretty strange, huh? I just yeah. jumped to that conclusion because of rock and roll that we... Right. Yeah. Exactly, and you're in good, you're in good company. Um, and Proto Man, for that matter, was originally named Blues in mm -hmm. the Japanese version, but they, uh, they got rid of that one in North America because uh, Capcom of America thought that naming a red character Blues was a bit silly. I'd have to agree with them on that. Uh, mm -hmm. I appreciate the musical connotations of blues, but uh, just doesn't work in English, I don't think. The storytelling in Mega Man 3 is still pretty limited, since uh, Inafune wanted to continue Kitamura's vision of not allowing story to interrupt action. But as this kind of subtle way to indicate the overall story of each Mega Man entry, beginning with Mega Man 2 the original Japanese titles get a subtitle. So uh, we didn't cover it last time, but the subtitle for Mega Man 2 was The Mystery of Dr. Wily, and the subtitle for Mega Man 3 was The End of Dr. Wily? With a question mark and an exclamation point. But those uh, subtitles were removed for the international releases. The team got 50,000 Robot Master submissions for this project. Dang. that they had to filter through to, to come up with the uh, eight that they used. Development on Mega Man 3 was pretty rushed by Capcom, since Mega Man 2 had sold over 1.5 million copies, and they wanted to follow up as quickly as possible. This is the age of Capcom franchising anything that they could as quickly as they could. It has been speculated that part of the rush, aside from wanting to get a sequel out as quickly as possible, was Capcom's perceived need to release the game before Kitamura's new company, Takaru, released Kokoron, which was uh, a game that was very similar in gameplay and structure to Mega Man. The process of making the game seems to have been a very unhappy one for the developers, since the main planner, Kurokawa, abruptly departed the project midway through development, forcing Inafune into the leadership role. And Inafune has frequently expressed disappointment with the final game, mostly due to its lack of polish from the, uh, the process of rushing it, and pointedly has never mentioned Kurokawa by name in interviews about the project. Seems to be some bad blood between them. 
um, without referring to him by name in the Mega Man Complete Works book, Inafune does describe the original planner for Mega Man 3 as not having understood Mega Man in the way that Kitamura had. Surprisingly, Kurokawa did stay at Capcom after departing Mega Man 3, serving as advisor on Mega Man 4 and 5, and even taking on a supervisor role in the development of the original Resident Evil, which you can hear more about in our Season 2, Episode 1. Due to the rush, there was a lot of content cut during development of Mega Man 3, but a fair amount of it still remains in the game's code. Uh, two things that don't remain in the game's code were an early idea for a bird sidekick, who was abandoned in favor of Rush, and uh, we would end up getting that bird sidekick beat in Mega Man 5. And there was also a fourth transformation for Rush, where he was a drill that Mega Man could sit in, uh, and you could drill through the ground, but that was omitted from the final game too. There is concept art for both of those uh, ideas. As far as things that are still in the game's code, uh, we have a bunch of animations that were unused for the character of Breakman, including an unused attack on the ground, the ability to remove or put on his mask uh, while in play, as well as a scarf-flowing idle animation, uh, which is pretty neat, but they dummied all of that out. Gemini Man's stage also originally had ringed planets in the background. Uh, it was more clearly in outer space, but they cut those as well. Maybe performance, I don't know. Uh, and then there was a background fence and a city with towers in the background of Top Man's stage. The most interesting thing that was cut from this, however, was a full opening sequence, seemingly a playable opening sequence, that was planned to explain the story of this game. And as a result of cutting it, the story of this game is entirely incomprehensible. I could not make any sense of it when I played it as a kid, and uh, this is the reason why. They were going to have a story and then dropped it. But you can still find portions of it if you uh, look online on the cutting room floor, the website, or mess around with the game's code. Mega Man 3 was released in Japan on the Nintendo Entertainment System in September 1990, in North America two months later in November 1990, and then in Europe almost two years later in June 1992. There were a handful of re-releases. The most interesting one is that this game was fully remade as part of Mega Man The Wily Wars, which was a very odd Sega Channel exclusive. Hamilton, did you ever have the Sega Channel when you were young? I don't think so. Did you, Spencer? I'm not even sure what the Sega Channel is. Yeah, me neither. I ask almost rhetorically because <laughs> I've never met a single living soul who did have the Sega Channel. It um, It's sort of similar to... Uh, you remember in our Zelda uh, season, we talked about how Nintendo had that um, like internet service for the Super Nintendo, the Super NES in Japan, where the... you could like download games and play them live and stuff. Yeah, the Satellaview. Exactly, Satellaview. Sega had a similar thing. It was basically, as far as I can tell, some kind of TV channel that would let you download and play games on your Sega Genesis. Um, and The Wily Wars was exclusive to it until uh, pretty darn recently. I remember it being cool that The Wily Wars was included on the Sega Genesis Mini, as well as now you can play it on the Nintendo Switch Online service. Um, it's not good. It's a little like Super Mario All-Stars, insofar as it's like a 16-bit remake of Mega Man 1, 2, and 3. So they they do look really cool, but the music doesn't sound right, and it has very intense input lag. 
I was happy limited, I think it was limited run games, finally put out a cartridge edition of it for the Sega Genesis maybe two years ago, and I picked one up because I'm a Mega Man nerd. And they managed to remove the input lag for their reproduction of it in the uh, 2020s. So I was just so happy about that. It does have a little bit of exclusive content. There's a section of the game based on Journey to the West, the uh, old East Asian novel with uh, bosses based on characters from that. And in those stages, you can choose a loadout of any, I want to say six weapons from any of the first three Mega Man games. So there is some cool stuff to recommend. I would recommend listeners who want to get into some of the weirder corners of the Mega Man series, check out Wily Wars. But it's uh, it's not great. Mega Man 3 also saw re-releases on the PlayStation 1 in Japan only, the PlayStation 2, Xbox, and GameCube in the Anniversary Collection, the mobile phone in the mid-2000s, the Wii, 3DS, and Wii U via the Virtual Console, as well as the PlayStation Network over on the PS3, and then, most relevant to us, the PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox One and Series X, Switch, and PC via the Legacy Collection, which I believe is how we all played it for the show. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. That rewind feature is key. All right, you want to walk us through gameplay for this, Spencer? Oh, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I never know quite how to jump into this, because the gameplay is pretty fundamentally similar to the previous two games that we already covered. Mm-hmm. Um, there is more slowdown in this. Uh, the lag is pretty notable, uh, especially yeah. when there's a lot of enemies on screen. We talked a little bit uh, before we started recording about how the speedrun for this includes a lot of manipulation to stop the lag which is kind of funny to me um a a lot of tricks just to do things like get the music to break and stop playing and then that makes the game run faster yeah and ironically Um, it's a little bit easier to play on the nes mm -hmm. than in the uh, remastered collections because that's where the lag is most severe so certain bosses like gemini man are much easier to beat with the lag uh since it slows down their attack patterns enough that you can react quicker yeah. Um, this game introduces the slide, which is, honestly, it does do a lot for uh, the feel of the pacing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the slide feels good. Um, it's just a quick little dash forward. It lets you squeeze into uh, through smaller gaps, mm-hmm. which is used in some stages, but it's not, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't have a big, uh, th- there's no like puzzle elements to it or secret passages or anything. It's just sometimes there will be a gap that you can't fit through. So you just mm-hmm. slide through it. It's a little, uh, is perfunctory the word I'm looking for here? Yeah, it's hard not to get the impression that maybe the slide was added midway through development because some stages have areas that can only be accessed with the slide and some just don't. Yeah. Um, the main thing is just, it's a faster way to move, which feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as well as dodging enemies. Yeah. Uh, Chris mentioned in development that uh, Rush is here. When you mm-hmm. unlock weapons, you will also get uh, 
different rush abilities. These are pretty yeah. similar to just the the movement abilities that you unlock in Mega Man 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like Rush Coil, it's like a little spring you can summon to jump up. Rush yeah. Jet is a little flying platform that you can use to bypass a lot of tricky screens. Uh, Rush mm-hmm. Jet's pretty pretty crucial, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Rush Marine, I didn't mess around with much. Did you? Is there <laughs> much use for this, Chris? I, think I used it once. It's uh, almost exclusively used in one of the stages um, where there's an extended water section where there's no floor. Mm. So uh, your your options are either to try to jump along platforms at the top or use Rush Marine to swim through it. Uh, it's not very useful. Um, it definitely gets a lot less use than. Uh, Rush Coil and Rush Jet. My favorite thing about Rush Marine is that I think you can warp him in anytime you want, but he can't move left or right, so you can stand in the little Rush Marine and hop around like your frog Mario from uh, Super Mario 3. We have the introduction to Breakman here, who is actually mm-hmm. Proto Man. <laughs> yep. uh, his scenes are kind of neat uh, when he because he, uh, his appearance is always signaled by this whistle that he does. Yep. Uh, I can't whistle for beans, so I can't replicate it on mic here, but... I'll dub it in at the end of the show. After our final impressions, uh, listeners, you'll get to hear the the Breakman whistle. Yeah. Uh, we have a new type of pickup here, these question mark cans. Yeah. What, what's your take on... I mean, I guess I'm not really sure why they felt the need to include these. I have no idea. I just assumed that they had been playing a lot of Mario, maybe, where there are question mark blocks. I think the pickups from these are randomized as well. So that might be what, what the deal is. I think they are as well. Yeah, but yeah. aren't the normal drops from enemies, like when they health or uh, weapon refill, aren't those already random? Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the advantage of these is that you can get a randomized health pickup in a room with no enemies. Uh, they never reappear. This is the only Mega Man game that they appear in. Yeah, I mean, a pickup's a pickup, but it just seems like an extra... Yeah, I don't know. I don't don't think they're additive. They're just there. Yeah. It's pretty funny that they can be in out-of-the-way places that you have to really work to get to. Mm -hmm. But if you do, because they're randomized, sometimes you'll work really hard to get to somewhere, and it'll be like a small weapon refill or something. That you didn't need. I was like, okay. Exactly. Awesome. You'll have expended a lot more weapon energy getting to it than you get out Mm -hmm. of it. The rock, paper, scissors boss weakness mechanic is interesting in this. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't do my due diligence and write down all the examples, but maybe that's not compelling podcasting to just have me list a loop. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't either. I listed one of the two loops in the notes, but the other one had too many characters to mention. Well, in the notes, you have it listed as two different loops, but there's actually right. bo- uh, bosses in this have a hard weakness and a soft weakness. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like a weird loop where you will get weapons that will do, I think, two bars instead of three. So it's more effective than your Mega Buster, but less mm-hmm. effective than like the true, like finger quote, true weakness weapon. Right. I could be wrong, but I think the soft weakness, the the lesser one, is always their own power. I know a lot of them are weak to their own power because when you, yeah. you have to refight these in the Wily stages. Exactly. And I know a lot of them are weak to their own power. I don't know if that's exclusive, though. I thought... I could be wrong. I thought that there were robots that had a soft weakness to other robots' powers as well. Mm, could be. But yeah, I didn't do my due diligence either. <laughs> yeah. But even their hard, like their their most significant weakness is fractured in a way that previous Mega Man games didn't have. Because the there is one small triangle that's Needle Man, Snake Man, and Gemini Man. 
Snake Man is weak to Needle Man, Gemini is weak to Snake, and then Needle is weak to Gemini. And then there's a second loop featuring the other five bosses. So this means that when you play through the game, you're going to have to start each of those loops without any boss weakness available to you. Yes, so you functionally have to fight twice as many Robot Masters without the hard weakness than in the exactly. previous games. Yeah. So we've got your first eight stages in any order. That's pretty mm-hmm. standard. Yeah. Uh, after that, you go through these four remixed extended stages in any mm-hmm. order where you fight. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's this, it's, it's weird. It's like a robot <laughs> that will then absorb the spirit of another robot master. Yeah, they're called doc robots. Uh, doc as in D-O-C like doctor, not like they're doc workers. <laughs> um, the robot shell that they get put into, in my opinion, looks a lot like Gutsman. He does. And. Kinda. I seem to recall reading, I, d- I didn't read it when I was preparing for this show, but I have read it in the past, that these were originally supposed to be just the bosses from Mega Man 2, but because of space limitations on the cart, they only had a still frame of the bosses from Mega Man 2 that they lower down into the one sprite, uh, the, the Doc Robot sprite, who's the same all eight times that it appears. That makes sense, and that's kind of funny. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, it's just another example of where uh, Mega Man 3's problematic development cut back on a little bit of how cool it could have been. There's a, a fun glitch here uh, with the second controller. In the NES version, if you have the second controller plugged in, you can hold buttons to change the game around. So mm-hmm. holding right will make Mega Man jump very high and out of bottomless pits. Holding yeah. up will cause slow motion, and holding uh, up and A will freeze frame everything. Yep. Uh, this was allegedly a debug feature that was accidentally left in the game uh, because the development was so rushed, they just never got rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I abused the heck out of this exploit when I played this back on the NES as a kid. When I found this out, it was the first time that I became able to beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> is Psycho Mantis secretly a robot master? Good day. Ah, there it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the boss powers we have here, uh, from Top Man, we have Top Spin. Uh, mm-hmm. Makes Mega Man just spin in the air to damage enemies. Needle Cannon uh, shoots these uh, linear projectiles very quickly. Mm-hmm. Magnet Missile. These uh, fire out in a straight line and then will travel up or down to hit enemies above or below it. Uh, yeah. I kind of like that these home in on Metal Man because he's made out of metal. It's fun oh, when like, yeah, the boss weaknesses make sense. Gemini Laser is a laser that bounces off of the walls and floors. It makes a cool noise when you shoot it, too. Yeah. Gemini laser's kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, hard knuckle. There's a delay, and then a big flying fist will travel uh, horizontally. It's uh-huh. pretty slow, uh, but it does do a lot of damage. Yeah. Search snake. These are little snakes that shuffle along the floor. Uh, they're pretty similar to uh, bubble lead from Mega Man 2. Yeah, but much cuter. Yes. Spark shock. This is just a bright sphere that's more or less a regular projectile. I didn't notice anything different. It looks like in the notes you didn't either. No, I was hoping that that either of you could shed some light haha, on this. But yeah, I have never figured out how Sparkshot is in any way interesting or noteworthy. You know, it can paralyze some enemies. If you hit certain enemies with it, they get locked in place. Well, that makes sense. Maybe that's how it's different. Yeah. Mm. Works for me. <laughs> uh, and then there's Shadow Blade. Uh, these have a limited range, but they can be fired uh, up or diagonally, which is helpful because, as we talked about in the previous ones, you know, one of the tricks of this game is to stick enemies diagonal from you in a position where you can't hit them. Uh, and this helps with that a lot. Shadow Blade's pretty neat. 
So thanks to Chris, he was able to find the uh, the story that comes with the North American Game Manual. Very cool. Oh yeah, you want me to do a dramatic reading of this? Oh please do. Calling Mega Man. Calling Mega Man. Come in please. Mega Man, we need you. We're down to the wire on our peacekeeping project. We've got to get those last energy crystals or we can't finish it. Dr. Wily is here now too, yes. He's finally found his sanity. He knows where the crystals are. They're in the mining worlds, but we can't get to them. The robots are running amok and they're destroying everything. You've got to get there, Mega Man, and get those crystals. You'll have to face some pretty mean metal. Expect the worst. Is Rush there with you? Give him a bolt to chew on and tell him it's from us. What's that? We must be getting static. Sounds like you said, woof. Mega Man, get to those mining worlds, pronto! Grab the crystals and stop whoever's in charge. He's one lunatic guy. This is Dr. Light, over and out. One lunatic Incomprehensible. This writing is on par uh, with worlds of power. (laughs) 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 Right, right. Yeah. And then there's there's an actual story from the Japanese manual. Yes, exactly. And we don't have a dramatic reading of this, so Hamilton, I'll have to defer to you. That is okay. According to that, (laughs) Dr. Wily claims to be a changed man and teams up with Dr. Light to produce a peacekeeping robot named Gamma. Uh, There's eight light... Wait. There's eight energy elements. What? Yeah. That's true. Straight from the manual. uh, Eight energy elements are needed from the eight planets around the galaxy. So Wily and Light create eight specialized robot masters to go find them. The robot masters go haywire, forcing Mega Man to track them down and destroy them. Mega Man is secretly followed on his journey by Proto Man, his estranged brother who poses as a masked foe named Break Man. It's still nonsensical, but it just reads a little bit, in my opinion. It does feel like it was probably added after they made the game. Mm hmm. Uh, and does have the weird effect of meaning that all eight of the Robot Master stages that you go to are different planets, even though Gemini Man's is the only one that appears to be a different planet. Fascinating. This also has the the virtue of explaining who Gamma is, mm-hmm. because I was baffled as a child when you get to halfway through this game and you get a cutscene that says, Dr. Wily has taken Gamma, <laughs> and all I could think was, who is that? Gamma? <laughs> is that... Is that Breakman? Because Breakman's never named in the game if memory serves. Mm-hmm. So I was like, is Gamma that guy who's been hounding me the whole time? But it turns out that it's the mega robot that you fight at the end of the game. So let's start uh, our cruise around the galaxy and uh, save the world, shall we? Mm-hmm. There's no intro, just the robot master select, uh, stage select. Mm-hmm. Um, you have your eight robot masters that you can fight, as we said before. We'll just kind of go in a row. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily, like, the boss weaknesses. And I, for one, had no idea what... I, I went into this on purpose without knowing the weaknesses. So, a lot of bosses yeah. I defeated with the Mega Buster. Yeah, I did too. And truth be told, when I was making the notes, mm-hmm. I forgot to note some of the boss weaknesses. <laughs> so, I believe... I only wrote these notes, like, a, a week ago. But mm-hmm. I can't for the life of me remember how I came up with the Robot Master order. It's probably, like, a weakness order. Mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and cruise on. This game yeah. kind of follows the first game, in my opinion, where a lot of the stages make no sense. Mm-hmm. Like, not related to the enemies, but hey, uh, we'll start with Top Man. This is a greenhouse, yeah. I think? Yeah. 
Yeah, I have to assume that this was where a player-created robot master just got grafted onto a stage that the developers had already made. Yeah, they're just like, well, gotta put him somewhere. So I was like, okay. Right. First up on the uh, noteworthy enemies is the Mecha Karo. Um, It's mm-hmm. a hopping enemy. It's a little too short for Mega Man to hit at ground level. Um, When he hops, you can hit him. Yeah. There's also the Komasaburo. Komasaburo? <laughs> uh, big old chonky guy. Got little tops out of his belly that he shoots at you. You can shoot the tops, and sometimes they drop um, goodies. He reminds me of the um, those guys in Airman stage in Mega Man Two, mm-hmm. where they would blow you off of the uh, the platform. Another kind of chunky Mega Man enemy. There's the Pickle Man Bull, <laughs> which is just a metal on a bulldozer. So there you go. Yeah, and those metals are the classic Mega Man enemy once again. The construction helmet that. Moves up, and then it's got eyes and Shoots feet at you. underneath. Yep. Um, there's the Tama, which is like a mid-boss, a giant kitty. Uh, it shoots <laughs> bouncing hairballs at you that will damage you, so be careful. Yeah, I love this guy. What an imaginative mid-boss. Right? Meow. Oh, it also spits out uh, fleas at you, which go and attack you. <laughs> oh, dang. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that when I was playing. Yep. Good catch. Top Man is an interesting boss. Mm-hmm. He's a standard robot, got a top on his head. Um, yep. He'll spin at you, which I thought was very funny looking. <laughs> it's very funny looking. <laughs> um, the one He spins around in place like Wonder Woman or something. I know, yeah. Yeah. The timing I couldn't quite get all the time. Um, and I yeah. guess that's one complaint I have about this game. Is I found the, uh, the hit boxes to be... Eh. I, I don't know. Yeah, they're a little wonky, aren't they? They're a little wonky. I got hit a lot by this guy. I was like, there's no shot that I didn't jump over him just now. Yeah, that's interesting. At least for me. I, I don't know. Sometimes a little... Yeah, angry. I always start with Top Man because for some reason he's the easiest for me to avoid. I guess mm-hmm. I just vibe with his spinning. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I've gotten through this fight without taking a hit before, which is very rare for a, a robot master. Yeah, for me, I just, I don't know. That's spinning. It's inconsistent, isn't it? Magnet Man is the same way. Like, yeah. I feel like it was probably, like, theoretically an improvement mm-hmm. in that they didn't just follow strict patterns. It was more like um, like they could vary up their behavior, mm-hmm. which is theoretically an improvement. But in practice, it makes them a little more irritating to fight sometimes. Yeah. Well, maybe they're just trying to get their, uh, their legging and how to make challenging but fair robot masters. Mm-hmm. Um. He also chuck uh, like three tops in the air, which homes in on you. You can um, slide. You can actually just run from them. Yeah, it's not too bad. This guy's not too bad to beat. Um, as Chris said, that was his first boss that he usually does. For me, I just blast him mm-hmm. with the Mega Buster. He goes down pretty quick. He gives you one of the lamest boss powers in a Mega Man game. This is the dumbest power I've ever seen, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just lets you. It lets you spin, but not when you're on the ground like he can. I was always baffled by this as a kid. I, mm-hmm. I never did really understand how to use this power as a kid. And that's a little embarrassing because as an adult, it's just you use the power in midair. But it doesn't make you um, invincible, but yeah. though. You get hit. No, it doesn't. You get hit. What? A... It's like Mega Man just hurls himself at an I'm enemy. I'm sorry. What a stupid power. Like, you have to get hit to do damage. Quite silly. It's not great, is it? <laughs> no. No. No, it's not. This is awful. If it just made him invincible, I'd be like, hey, I- I'm down. I could I could give it something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically a joke power. Yeah. 
But next up, we have Shadow Man. Shadow Man stage like a sewer system. It has a bunch of flowing waterfalls, a bunch of glowing runoff. Um, sometimes yeah. the screen turns dark, which thankfully in this game, I don't think they abused. No. I was just waiting for that time to be like, okay, well, it's definitely going to go dark when there's bottomless pits. Great. I hate this. But uh, that didn't happen. That would have happened in Mega Man 1. 100%. And this one, it did not. I was like, okay, <laughs> I dig that. Thank you for not making this so much worse than it could have been. Yeah, though it does have the weird impact that it makes you wonder why the screen goes dark at all. Like, it yeah. doesn't really create any obstacles. It just makes it take slightly longer to uh, jump up platforms because you can't see where they are. For the ambiance. For the ambiance. It, it does have ambiance, you're right. I also couldn't quite tell the path of the little walking bomb enemies sometimes. Yeah. That's actually one of the notable enemies, by the way, is use mm-hmm. a little running bomb. And if you shoot him, he he's like a little up. grenade, and uh, when yep. he gets close to you, he hops up and explodes. He's Grenade Man. Well, actually, that's that's Mega Man Eight. <laughs> but we'll get there. This is also our first appearance of Break Man. It's a mini boss mm-hmm. duel. This is this is just just jump and shoot, man. Just jump and shoot, man. Yeah, he can't shoot you on the ground. So as nope. long as you just stay on the ground and only slide, you're you're pretty much set. I mean, honestly, he doesn't hit hard. I just went to one side of the screen, because if he gets far enough away from me, he just starts running and doesn't even bother doing anything. So I just stayed to one side of the screen and just spammed shot, and I I beat him pretty easily. I mean, yeah, I I ate some damage when he jumped into me, but again, it's minimal. He's so gentle. Like, this is is such a gentle mini-boss. It is. It's very out of character for the series. Yeah. Does he have the shield in this first encounter? Not with... Well, he didn't use it with me. I don't know if he... Yeah, if he does, it's purely cosmetic. Yeah. Okay. Actually, none of the fights that I had with him, did he use a shield? He just ate my bullets. Doesn't he? Yeah. When he jumps, in one of them, when he jumps, he's got a little shield. Yeah, it's funny that you mention that, because now that you say it, I do remember him having that, but this time playing it, I didn't yeah. notice it. And when he jumps, you're right. His animation has, like, the shield in front of him, but I still hit him. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. Hmm. Um, anyway, you'll break him fairly quickly. Ha. Ha. And then that'll open up a a passageway, be it beneath you or whatever, to uh, proceed through the stage. Some other enemies besides the walking bomb is the new shot man. <laughs> he looks like a variant of Top Man. He has this uh, swiveling head that shoots things at you. He can also uh, fire little pellets from his head that uh, come back or come back down. And hit you, it comes like an yeah, arc. it's like they arc. It's an arc. Yeah. Shot. Yeah. There's also a very interesting boss, the the Parasue? Parasue? They got, they're just like a little robot with a big parachute over their head. I kind of feel bad for them. It's like, they look terrified by their initial fall. They're like, oh god! Yep. And the parachute And they fall right up. down into a pit and die. And die anyway. <laughs> yep. The magnet weapon's really helpful against these guys if you do Magnet Man first. Um, yeah, agreed. Interesting. Yeah, that's like, weirdly, even though Magnet Man, I don't think his power is strong against Shadow Man, Shadow Man's stage is made much easier if you've beaten Magnet Man. Now, his power is actually pretty useful throughout the game. Mm-hmm. The boss is Ninja Man. Whoops. The boss is, Sh- <laughs> the boss is, is Shadow Man. He looks like a ninja. Shinobi. Yep. He throws two stars as his uh, battle tactic, one forward and one diagonally upward. I don't really remember his fighting style because his weakness is Top Man. So uh, yeah, just sacrificed myself and jumped into him and used Top Man's <laughs> ability. And it, I mean, I guess to be fair, 
It took, like, I think three or four hits to kill him with the ability, but it's so dumb as hell. Yeah, it's like the handful of things in the game that are weak to Top Man are incredibly weak to Top Man. But yeah, eventually you will defeat Shadow Man and move on to Mm -hmm. Spark Man. Uh, Spark Man's makes a little bit more sense. It's at a power plant. Yeah. There's actually sparking things going around, you know? Little electrical (laughs) details, it's nice. There's like quickly rising platforms that uh, go over bottomless pits. They are exceptionally fast. Yeah, they are. You have to... I would just keep running. Running forward and just jump. It's it's not... They're not terribly distanced from each other, so it's not um, too bad. Like, I actually didn't die or have to rewind once during this. But still, mm-hmm. keep your reflexes sharp. Yeah, the biggest problem is that there are one-hit kill spikes above you. Yes. So if you stay on the platform too long, it'll run you right into the ceiling. There's also some other new enemies in here. There's Alec... Alekin! <laughs> Isn't that a great name? <laughs> uh, they fire sparks, I think, in all directions? Exactly, yeah. It's like eight directions, I think. Mm-hmm. Up, down, left, right, and the diagonals. So you have, like, very limited spaces on the screen where you won't get hit. Yeah. Thankfully, they are one-hit kills, so they go down pretty quick. They look kind of like a floating electrical so- plug. Plug thingy. Yeah. Yeah, like the, the two, you know, the, the two-prong thing that goes into the wall here in the U.S. Yeah. Um, there's also these electric, oh boy, electric gabbiols, gabwall, gabwalls. That sounds right. They're, uh, enemies that are, uh, one that's on the ground, one on the floor, they go in sequence with each other and will occasionally fire electrical beams between them. Uh, they are invincible. You cannot destroy them. You just have to jump over them. I mean, they can be pretty annoying, not by themselves, but once the enemy spam starts getting bad, you just have to kind of keep an eye on it. I'm really bad at gauging the timing on it. I'll mm-hmm. like I'll jump through when I think it's going to be clear, and then it'll zap me right <laughs> as I go to jump through. They're menaces. They are. Uh, there's also the Hammer Joe, which are much, much easier than Sniper Joes. They kind of look like Sniper Joe. They're green. They got like a little visor. Mm-hmm. The big tough guys, they're swinging like a, uh, was like a mace? Yeah, it's like a like an iron ball at the end of a chain. They swing around above their head. Yeah. yeah it's like a flail. Like a flail. Yeah, like a flail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they uh, fling it at you. And they're only vulnerable when their visor opens, which is about a second or two before they fling the uh, the flail at you. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are so much easier to hit because you'll see it coming. Right. I found Sniper Joe's absolutely infuriating in Mega Man 2. Mm-hmm. Not so much here. This brings us to Sparkman proper. Mm-hmm. He's like Flashman in uh in Mega Man Two. This guy was very very easy to me. There are multiple elevations, so that might cause you a bit of annoyance because he he'll jump onto the higher platform. But honestly, that's kind of the only thing that's going that might hit you. His main mm-hmm. form of attack is that he shoots uh electrical sparks like a lecon. In eight different directions. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Which are likely that not to hit you. And then right afterwards, he'll always hurl like a Hadouken big energy thing at you. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not terribly hard to dodge. And that's it. That That's his... He will never mix it up beyond that. Always eight directions. Always big homing shot. Jump. Yeah, it's really interesting. You and I had the opposite experience with him and Top Man. Really? Because I find Top Man pretty easy to beat, and he gave you trouble, but mm-hmm. I struggle a lot with Sparkman. 
for some reason I never get his rhythm down. I can never I can never dodge his jumps. I just can't handle the top. You just can't handle the spark. Exactly. And they're <laughs> the two ones that are on the cover in the North American version. I didn't think he was that bad. Um I wouldn't go so far as to call him easy. Mm-hmm. Uh but he death. Yeah, I was able to beat him. <laughs> which I can't say for all eight of these, so <laughs> <laughs> That brings us to Magnet Man. You're like inside a little magnet factory. Uh, <laughs> there's a brief outdoor part with a little pink sunset. Um, this has yeah, real pretty. Yeah. They didn't need to include that, but it, it really it's that um, that artistic flourish yeah. that the Mega Man games got really good at on the NES to yes. the point that I feel like the back half of the series on the NES are probably the best looking NES games out there. Mm-hmm. Um, this also has my least favorite thing. The Yoku oh, blocks, yeah. the appearing disappearing blocks. They're back. I, oh God, there is one part where there's like little uh, magnetic magnetic fan things that like pull mm-hmm. you in, yeah, and that makes one of the Yoku block sequences a little tough. But it wasn't, well, in my opinion, it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. You're gonna run to break man again, jump and shoot man. Yeah, he's like a not as hard version of the doppelganger boss from the first Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Now that I think of it, he's worse if you try too hard which is interesting i feel like the harder you try with him the harder he is because the very first time okay i'll admit the very first time i beat him i try to get all like in his face like epic fight Mm -hmm. and the freaking guy actually like wrecked me because he kept hitting into me jumping into me shooting me and i was like what happened why is this guy so freaking hard and then you realize (laughs) that the less you do the less he does he's like oh okay i'll just chill i'll just run around just gotta take a break break man you're full of Breakman puns today, Hamilton. I'm on a roll. Get it? <laughs> get, get it? You have your A game. <laughs> um, so some noteworthy enemies here. You have the Magfly, which is yeah, not too bad. He pulls you up to a certain distance. Like if he's super high in the air, he'll only pull you up but so high. But if he's lower to the ground, mm-hmm. he'll actually pull you into him. Oh, I was wondering about that because I was like, I don't think this enemy can actually hurt you. But I guess the lower ones can. The hurt lower you. ones will pull you actually directly into them. But otherwise, they'll just carry yeah. you like a magnet would. <laughs> uh, there's also Jerry Springer, uh, Giant Springer. <laughs> Jerry Springer, the enemy. <laughs> the enemy. Yeah, the best thing with this enemy is that it has an adorable animation where it's uh, it's kind of like a like a half dome. Or I guess a, a full dome. It's like a half circle. Uh, that just scoots along the ground with these big googly eyes. And then every once in a while, it will, um, like, the the top half of it will pop off and mm-hmm. bounce around like it's a jack-in-the-box or something, mm-hmm. uh, left and right, and it'll look really troubled. <laughs> the boss proper, Magnet Man. He, he's a robot with a magnet attached to his head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got two main attacks. This guy was really hard for me with just the Mega Buster, I'll Same. admit. Um... I got more used to his strategy, but I was like, holy crap. Because one of his attacks is he jumps in the air. He'll shoot three magnets at you. Um, Mm -hmm. This isn't too bad. They uh, fly across the top of the stage um, and will directly fall down to where you currently are. So if you run or slide, you should be able to avoid it. Um, The other one, though, is that he will jump at you. Um... He can be a bit tough to avoid with his thing, but the big thing is that he will use mm-hmm. his magnetism to drag you in. Yeah. Um, and if he, for whatever reason, kind of manages to uh, to corner you in, you know, one of the corners of the arena, it's a little hard to avoid that uh, magnetism thing. 
Yeah, and most bosses in this, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. take off about a quarter of your health if you run into them directly. Like, their yeah. projectiles hurt, but touching them hurts a lot. Yeah, and that's what killed me with him. Yeah. Um, is that he just jumped into me, or would pull pull me into him. That was tough. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, same. Yeah, this guy's a real piece of work. Yeah. But otherwise, like I said, he rewards you with one of the best uh, weapons in the game, so... Worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good trade-off. Uh, next up is Hard Man. Um, it's kind of like an Iraqi canyon stage. There's steel pillars that are reinforcing the tunnels that you're under. It's apparently on another planet, it's but it looks like it's just Colorado. I know. I know. It's the planet yeah. of Colorado. Yeah, I guess they have Colorados elsewhere in the universe. I would think. Um, yeah. The enemies in this game, uh, or enemies in this level, you have the the Havsu Bees. Great name. <laughs> you know, it occurs to me to note, I pulled the names for this mm-hmm. from the official material. <laughs> um, in previous episodes, I had just made up names for the enemies. Mm-hmm. But this time, they do have the official names. So I'm not making up the name Havsubi. He's a Havsubi. It has the cadence of a pun. Right? <laughs> uh, it's a big bee that has a honeycomb. It drops the honeycomb in the air. Or hops, drops the honeycomb onto the ground. If you shoot right, the right. honeycomb before it explodes, great. If you don't, uh, it has a chibi, which means small. <laughs> That's great. Which is great. That is a really cute pun. Which is a very cute pun. And it's like uh-huh. a, it's like five chibis come out and they hone in on you. Yeah, it's basically a reskin of those birds from the second Mega Man game. There's also the Wanons. Wanons? Mm-hmm. The little robots with like little grippy, little grabby heads. Um, They're hiding yeah. underneath or inside these like little green platforms. When you walk on top of the platform, they wait like a second. And they'll come up and bite mm-hmm. you. Yeah, they remind me a little bit of chain chomps. Yeah. Or uh, pir- or piranha plants just kind of hiding in there. Yes. Yeah, exactly. The boss is hard, man. Uh, he's yeah. he's a bigger than average robot. He's got a wide middle section. You know, he he's big boned. Uh-huh. He's not fat. Yeah. He jumps to the ceiling and crashes downward. When he does that, he'll freeze Mega Man in place no matter where you are. The only difference is that if you're in the air... When you land, you can immediately move. If he freezes you in place when you're on the ground, it will paralyze you for like a second or two. Thank you. Okay, I thought that it had the same period that you were frozen for. Mm -hmm. uh, And I was like, well, what was the point of this? Mm -hmm. But I guess I just happened to be in the air each time. I just got lucky. His projectile attack is his, um, he'll shoot two fists. uh, Mm -hmm. One that goes in one direction, one that'll redirect towards uh, Mega Man. This guy wasn't too hard because I had his... um, his weakness. He's pretty hard without it. I, I never could dodge those uh, flying fists. Yeah. Just couldn't dodge them. The flying fists are hard. Gemini Man, uh, this takes place on an alien planet. Uh, this is one of like the co- weirder, cooler looking stages. I think so. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it starts out on the desolate surface, and then you descend down into these caverns underneath Mm -hmm. uh, that have this, like, algae growing throughout the background. Yeah. There's these neat, like, fish egg obstacles. They're almost like these little bubbles. Uh, You shoot them to pop them, and then these little tadpoles will come out and fly at you. Yeah, I thought those were really cool. I kind of wish that the Mega Man series had done a little bit more with them. Because you, you actually need to kind of manipulate which ones you shoot to get to hidden areas here. It's a very creative enemy. Yeah. Yeah. In the back half, this is the watery area that we mentioned that Rush Marine is helpful for. Yeah, this was the one. Some unique enemies in this stage. There's Nitrons. The, these are the guys that sort of like swoop down and they drop these fireballs mm-hmm. that will erupt into little uh, flame pillars. Yeah, it looks like they just reused the flame pillar sprite but made it blue from Heat Man in Mega Man 2. The mini boss is Pen Pen Maker. I love the design of this. I love it, this. It's like a, it's, he's like a little like penguin shaved ice machine. <laughs> I love yes, it. Yes, that's Frank a perfect way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. He shoots little penguins at you. Although he looks mad while he's doing it, which I like too. He does. Yeah, big fan of the Pen Pen Maker design. Mm-hmm. Um, the boss, or Gemini Man, he's this sleek robot with like spikes on his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, he makes a clone of himself and it will alternate between running along the ground and jumping throughout the air uh one he the the clone sort of like mirrors what he does so right. one will always go do the opposite pattern of what the boss is doing mm-hmm. uh, and he shoots a bullet in response to Mega Man making an attack he's weak to snake man's power at half health the clone disappears and he becomes a pretty straightforward duel mm-hmm. yeah so as i played through the game i didn't know people's weaknesses and i was cycling through them this guy was an absolute mm-hmm. nightmare for me with the Mega yep. Buster. Holy crap. He, he wrecked yeah, me within seconds. Yeah, it feels seconds. like it's almost impossible to hit him without him hitting you if you're using the Mega Buster. I think it was literally seconds that he uh, wait yep. because his uh, double hits you as well. And mm-hmm. since everyone hits like a truck, he just massacred me. But with the snake, it was much easier because it destroyed his clone, it destroyed him. I was like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, the snake shot, is, whatever it is, search snake, I think, is almost essential for this fight. Mm-hmm. Up next, we got Needle Man. Yeah. So this is a very brightly colored construction site. Mm-hmm. It's a weird, like, point of reference, but the weird, like, cable net things in the background reminds me of a level in the, the Game Boy Donkey Kong Country game. Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to mm-hmm. say Donkey Kong Country. This looks yeah. so Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> it does. I agree. It does. Yeah. Special enemies here. We've got Harry Harry. So cool. These are these are sort of like the little like spike shell Koopas from Mario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they look like little hedgehogs yep. or something. Uh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. True. Yeah. Little spiky boys. There's these needles that like come down from the ceiling. Yeah, nominally an enemy. Oh, this is so annoying. Uh, and then there's a giant metal. Yeah, he's pretty tough too. He he like he floats in the air and the cross on his little helmet uh, is his only weak point. So uh, he floats up and down, and you can only shoot at the cross sometimes. Hmm. So the boss here, Needle Man, mm-hmm. uh, like Air Man, it's a, like a central sphere with arms and legs mm-hmm. with spikes protruding across his head. Yeah. Uh, he can bend over and fire his like hair a short distance in front of him, yeah. kind of like Sasuke from the Mystical Ninja games. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, this guy uh, pre, pre-saged Sasuke. Yeah. He can jump and fire these like two to four needles that'll home in on where Mega Man was at the point they were fired. So you mm-hmm. got to make sure that you're moving to dodge those. Right. Uh, he's weak to the Gemini laser, but it's pretty hard to hit him with it. Dude, that was so hard to yeah. hit him. <laughs> Last but not least in the base stages, we've got Snake Man. Mm-hmm. I like the de- 
the design of the stage. It's very on theme with the the robot master. It's on a snake planet. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's hard to imagine why this facility was created. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the the snake tower, the tower full of snakes made out of snakes. Uh-huh. <laughs> it um, it's both made out of and contains the snakes. Yeah, it's a it's a tower of these green tubes that mm-hmm. kind of look like snakes. They yeah. are they're like robot snakes. It's like big robot snakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because some of them come the to a snake head at the end that yeah. attacks you. Yeah. Uh, it makes up the, the floor and the walls as well. Yep. Is this the only, like, vertically oriented stage in Mega Man 3? I think it there is. There are mm-hmm. portions of stages where you go vertically, like Magnet Man stage has you kind of go down and then up. But this one is, by a wide margin, the most vertical. Mm-hmm. In this, you know, you only go side to side for limited periods of time. Most of the time is spent ascending. Much like uh, Crash Man stage in Mega Man 2. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize this. Apparently the official name for the, like, snake... Like, when the snake platforms come to a head, mm-hmm. their official name is Petite Snakey. <laughs> Isn't that a little sn- Yeah, Little <laughs> Snakey. Yeah. There's uh, Bubukan. They've got these, uh, they're like the little plungers. <laughs> <laughs> I love this enemy so This is This is an all-time top five Mega Man enemy to me. <laughs> they're very cute. They just, yeah, they yeah they're like little you. Olympic robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they run along the ground holding this plunger thing. And then they plant it into the ground and hurl themselves through the air. If you just stand in place, they'll hurl themselves through the air over top of you <laughs> and then start running back in the opposite direction towards you. Then they swaddle off the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're impossible to shoot while they're coming towards you with the plunger because they use the plunger as a shield. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. We got bomb flyers, a.k.a. legally distinct bullet bill. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's Bullet Bill with the uh, serial numbers uh, filed off there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they start out with like a cloud thing. If you shoot the cloud off, then they just shoot directly. That's so cute. It's like they cloak themselves in a cloud <laughs> to move towards you. Like you won't notice that they're a bullet if they have a cloud around them. <gasps> no one can see me. Then the boss is Snake Man. He's uh, got these like uneven arena floors and mm-hmm. he runs back and forth shooting these snakes that will uh, crawl along the floor back and forth at you. Yeah. And he's weak to needle cannon. Mm-hmm. And then that's it for the the base the base stages. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, you, we move on to the remixes. We get four options to tackle these remix stages. You've got Needle Man, Gemini Man, Spark Man, and Shadow Man, though they uh, their stages now on the select screen have these kind of mysterious silhouetted figures rather than the standard boss. These are tougher, visually altered versions of the Needle, Gemini, Spark, and Shadow Man stages with eight dock robots that uh, have the same attack patterns as Mega Man 2 bosses. And so you have to fight two of those per stage. They have like a uh, Gutsman look to them. They're big hulking robots. Mm -hmm. You'll see um, a silhouette of one of the eight robot masters come down. They'll mimic their abilities. Mm -hmm. So each of them has a weakness. Yeah. Naturally, it's completely mixed up. For example, uh, Air Man's weakness is Magnet Man. Right. However, this is kind of where my gameplay stopped because they still hit like absolute tanks. Mm-hmm. I had enough trouble with Airman on Mega Man 2, but the his weakness really hits him hard. 
So it kind of mitigated mm-hmm. things, like when you had the leaf shield. The magnet right. thing doesn't do anywhere near as much damage. Yeah. So I'm sitting here constantly trying to uh, avoid those stupid uh, air wind projectile thingies. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. He jumps into me, hits like a truck. I died. I died. I died. And every time you die, you have to go back to the beginning. Um, yeah. It's, it doesn't count like as a boss where you go through that um, uh, whatever it is, barrier thingy. Like the little door. Yeah. yeah, the little door. Like you have to go back to the beginning. And after I kept doing that, that uh, that's kind of where I stopped. I was like, this is no longer fun to me. I've brought this up before, but when it comes to something challenging like this, being able to rapidly iterate on it is so important. Mm -hmm. Like I like, you know, Super Meat Boy and Celeste, uh, I, you know, might go to examples very challenging, but I adore those games because you can just keep doing the hard part over and over again and being able to see that like little incremental progress, you know, every second. Right, doing it over and over again it does a lot to motivate you toward the end, and feels good when you get to the end of it because then the next challenge iterates right there. You don't have to go back and redo it, the difficult thing again. But you know the way this is structured is just—it's just—it's anathema to me. Like I can't stand this. Yeah, yeah. It 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 benefits a lot on the legacy collection from being able to drop a save state down rather than using the game's checkpoints. That's the only way I've ever been able to get through this. After we beat the Doc Robots, we move along to a final duel with Proto Man. Uh, Break Man, his visor disappears, and he's revealed to be Proto Man, Mega Man's brother. Uh, Though no text tells you this in the game. Uh, You just have to read some supplementary material. And so we get uh, a one-on-one fight with him in an area that looks like Hard Man's stage. It's like a construction zone. And he can only be damaged with the Mega Buster. But otherwise, it's more or less the same as every other Proto-Man or Break-Man fight. After the Proto-Man fight is done, we get a brief cutscene where Mega Man returns to Dr. Light's lab, and Dr. Light tells him that Dr. Wily, spelled W-I-L-E-Y, has stolen Gamma, who, if you're playing the North American version of, you haven't heard of until now. Uh, Gamma is apparently a gigantic peacekeeping robot who we'll meet a little bit later on in the game, who was made as a cooperative project between Dr. Light and Dr. Wily. We then see Wily's UFO head off to his castle, and a map line appears on screen on the castle, showing us our route through it. So Wily Castle 1 begins with the castle grounds, and we work our way into a sewer system to infiltrate the facility. Very strangely, the game introduces only at this stage breakable walls that can be destroyed with Hard Man's weapon, the Hard Knuckle, and those usually have a like weapon power up or extra lives or stuff behind them. The boss is the Kamigoro Maker, which is a floating invulnerable robot that hovers at the top of the screen. It moves left and right above this flooded arena and spawns turtle enemies that travel around in diagonal patterns, kind of bouncing off the walls. I assume these are the Kamigoro. And you're simultaneously dodging or making use of these uh, cyclone jets on the floor and walls that will push Mega Man around or serve as temporary platforms. Basically, the only way to beat this enemy is defeating all of the turtles that it spits out. Wily Castle 2 is the shortest stage of the game so far, I guess making up for the length of the Doc Robot stages. Here, you mostly just ascend a tower with some pits that will shunt you back to earlier areas. And at the top, you fight the Yellow Devil Mark II. Our old buddy returns once again. 
Yeah, didn't you miss him? Aren't you glad he's back? <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. I, I don't know how this guy became, like, the boss mascot of this franchise. Because right? he'll turn up, like, three or four more times. Uh, luckily, he gets a little easier each time. This one is significantly easier than the one in Mega Man 1. Now, the uh, eye that appears when he's assembled, he's this big kind of gooey, yellow-looking humanoid with a Cyclops eye. The Cyclops eye will shoot out three bullets rather than one, which sounds tougher, but the bullets are pretty easy to avoid, and this gives you much more time to shoot him. Uh, and if you use the hard knuckle, he'll go down in, I don't know, I want to say maybe five or six knuckles to the eye. Wily Castle 3 is yet another tower ascent, and this brings back the dark areas from Shadow Man's stage, and they're not really appreciably harder here. This ends in a fight with three Mega Man holograms. They're on three platforms at different heights, but only one of them is solid and able to be damaged. Uh, it's randomized each time they disappear and reappear. They kind of, they run along shooting at you and then disappear and then reappear. And each time they reappear, it's a different one that's the vulnerable one. So you have to move really quickly up and down uh, beside the platform to figure out which one is vulnerable and shoot at it. Wily Castle 4 sees us traveling through the dark basement of the castle, uh, which is not the uh, the drippy, depressing basement of Mega Man 2. It's a little bit uh, more jazzed up. I guess Wily figured that if Mega Man was going to be running through it, he could at least have it more, you know, a little more detailed. Uh, there is a lot of junk, though, and in fact, so much that junk golems have formed down here. <laughs> uh, a rare Wily Castle exclusive enemy. Hmm. And then we get our boss rush. Just standard fight those eight robot masters once again. Wily Castle 5 is barely a stage at all. It's just a room to gather power-ups before what is ostensibly the final boss fight, Wily Machine 3. This is an oversized walker robot with crab eyes on stalks, uh, and it moves along on piston legs. It looks very top-heavy. I don't know how it stays up. But it's got this turret in the middle of it underneath the quote-unquote head, and the turret will fire those rotating energy blasts at you like the Wily Machine 1 did back in Mega Man 1. You have to shoot the turret enough times, and then the turret falls off, and we get a second phase of Wily Machine 3 where uh, the, the, the eye stalks also fall off, and we end up with just Wily in a cockpit above the center body of the creature. After the fight, Dr. Wily is revealed to be, what else? A robot. His uh, head springs off and looks all kooky. I love the little animation. It's it's a bespoke animation just for Dr. Wily being revealed to be a robot. Mega Man then proceeds along to the actual final stage, Wily Castle 6. This is another one-screen stage that lets you replenish weapon energy before you go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Gamma, the giganto robot that was designed to be a peacekeeping force. We are on a platform that's kind of in the foreground in front of the gigantic Gamma in the background. He's a real dopey looking guy. He looks a little like, um, his face looks a little bit like Gutsman. Yep. And uh, the first portion of this fight, uh, there's like a weird little mini head within Gamma's head that you have to shoot at. Um, I found the best way to deal with this was once again using Shadow Man throwing stars because you can fire them directly up. But apparently what you're supposed to do is use the rush coil to jump up onto a secondary steel beam that's on the same kind of horizontal plane as this little mini robo head and shoot at it that way. Uh, it shoots at you while you're doing this, of course. Then in phase two, the robot's actual 
top half of its skull appears and has Wily in a uh, like a little cockpit right in the middle of it, like a third eye above Gamma's two main eyes. And now Gamma's arm slides in from the right to punch you. Uh, but unfortunately, it's like he has spiky uh, brass knuckles or something. So there's spikes on his fist, and if they hit you, it's a one-hit kill, which would be a real drag. But luckily, it's pretty easy to dodge. It comes in kind of slowly, so you jump on top of the fist, which lets you get up to that other bonus girder, and then jump up to shoot at Wily. Though the pro strat is using Top Man's power. Uh, you can basically take him out in two hits with Top Man's power. The joke weapon, once again, becomes the key weakness of the final boss. For the ending, we get Proto Man in silhouette teleporting into Wily's castle to save Mega Man. Uh, you get this little bit where Mega Man is standing in front of Dr. Wily and then debris falls on both of them. And Proto Man luckily saves the day, teleporting Mega Man out of the castle and leaving Wily beneath the rubble. Maybe dead. Who knows? Proto Man then delivers Mega Man to Dr. Light's lab for repairs. And over the credits, we see Mega Man running along and gazing wistfully at the sky, where an image of Proto Man appears amid the clouds. So he's dead. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty weird. It reminds me a lot of Tails in that right? Sonic Game Gear game, <laughs> where if you don't save Tails, his image appears in the clouds and Sonic is sad. <laughs> but in this case, I guess it's just Mega Man imagining Proto Man. Yeah. I don't know. So let's talk final impressions, folks. Hamilton, what do you think about this game? Boy, howdy. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> I like most some it. It's very hard to explain. I didn't hate the stages. Mm -hmm. I found that the some of the bosses I felt like had cheap hitboxes, but it wasn't like mm -hmm. enraging. Right. Most of them I could still, like, hit with the um, Mega Buster, even, and that would be fine. I didn't have as many cheap deaths. I don't like the disappearing blocks or whatever, but I didn't find myself having as many cheap deaths. Granted, that was mitigated by the rewind. There were still some times... Yeah, I could yeah. be wrong, but the, the platforming just isn't quite as bad here, is it? I don't feel it's, it's as like bad. It's like the platforming is gentler in this game. I think the platforming is a lot more gentle in this game, and that's not to say that there would have been uh -huh. a bunch of cheap deaths... Unless I had the rewind. Right. But there's far less, in my opinion, in this one than there was in the last one. And also, everything doesn't hit mm -hmm. like a truck, necessarily. Right. Uh, the bosses, generally, if they hit into you, they do the most damage. But everything else is like, I didn't need to rewind a whole lot, you know? I didn't take that much damage. Mm -hmm. It was a Doc Robot stage that really did it for me. Yeah. Just the fact that they were a little bit more difficult, and it's like, that's fine for a challenge. But the fact that the... The weapons are completely different, don't do as much damage, and if you decide, if you die, then just booted back to the hard part of the game. And it's like, I guess I could reason that I could use the, um, 
like the what are they called energy things oh right yeah the e-tanks, e-tanks. i could have used like the e-tanks yeah but i didn't want to waste them and it was really kind of making me upset angry that like if i'm gonna beat this one guy airman for example i'd have to blow through like yeah. two of these stupid e-things to beat him yeah the e-tanks are like magnum rounds in a resident evil game like you want to save them for the last possible right because i feel like i'm gonna need these later and likely i would have it would mm-hmm. still been you know difficult i'm sure and blowing through all of them with just, like, one boss, I was like, mm-hmm. it just got so frustrating that I stopped. But, you know, I think, as I said before, to be fair, if this was just those stages, mm-hmm. and I think it went directly into the uh, Wily Castle, I would think I would have had a solid game yeah. in my hands. I think I would have had a much enjoyable experience. But honestly, at this point, I have to say I like the second game better. Yeah, you're in good company. It's it's one of those eternal debates, mm-hmm. like Mario 3 versus Mario World, mm-hmm. where some people prefer Mega Man 2 to Mega Man 3 or vice versa. Yeah, and that was just that was just my take. It's it's disappointing to me in a sense because I feel like personally it would have been a strong game. It just had that one thing mm-hmm. that I felt kind of I don't know, didn't do it for me, but that's my view anyway. What about you, Chris? I am the polar opposite. (laughs) I love this game. Uh, This is one of my favorites in the series. I feel like it's only really rivaled by Mega Man 6 and Mega Man 11 for me. Hmm. Um, And I find this heads above Mega Man 2. I like that Mega Man 2 is shorter than this. The dock robot stages are bad. I don't care for them. They just slam the brakes on the pacing of this game and if they weren't there this would be a nigh perfect Mega Man game for me but they are there and that's the product that we have to assess and so that does take it down a notch uh this game ends up being kind of a like a like an 8.5 out of 10 for me closing in on a 9 out of 10 and part of that is down to the quality of life features in the legacy collection i use rewind copiously when i'm playing these games <laughs> Uh, if I, like, if I die to a boss, I mean, I put a save state at the beginning of every boss chamber and just fight the boss using save states until I beat them. So I think that's part of what mitigates a lot of the difficulty for me. Like, I have played the original. I've got a cartridge of this sitting down in my basement right now. Uh, I just played it a few weeks ago on the actual NES. So I do have an appreciation for the original version, but I find that the Legacy Collection sands off so many of the rough edges for this that it it edges right up to about a 9 out of 10 for me. I also like all of the weird stuff that they added around the edges. Like, uh, I think Proto Man is a fun addition. I think they would lean a little bit too hard into the plot in some of the other Mega Man series, like Mega Man X or Mega Man Zero. But Proto Man is about the level of plot that I'm willing to get into in a Mega Man game. So, um, you know, a, a lot of good, a little bit of bad... In general, uh, I just, I love this game. I replay it all the time. What about you, Spencer? I think this is another case of the game being kind of a victim of the format of the show for me. Uh-huh. Um, I did not enjoy my time with this at all. But, you know, going back, you know, with a little distance from it, listening to, you know, your guys' thoughts on it and going through the notes in a more, like, objective way, you know, I, I think this has improvements. You know, it is... You know, a little easier, which helps with the frustration because, you know, the checkpointing is still that very old school kind of arcade mentality, mm-hmm. I think. 
Um, and, you know, the slot, as minor as it sounds, you know, having the faster way of movement with the slide does help with the pacing quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, going into this so, like, pre-frustrated from Mega Man 1 and 2, <laughs> yeah. and this game being so similar, it was really hard to bring myself to, like, beat my head against the walls that I hit and mm-hmm. see more of it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you gotta start somewhere, right? And eventually, I know that I fall very much in love with the Mega Man franchise, so... Hey. It's on the horizon. I've I've always thought of myself as a Mega Man lover. The fact that I have been so negative on these so far has been a real shock to myself, Same. frankly. Um, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Uh, we may... We may reassess the format of the Mega Man season going forward, uh, just based on the, uh, the the difficult slog that these early Mega Man games have been. So stay tuned, listeners. <laughs> we'll have uh, new updates for you as they come. And that's that for our coverage of Mega Man 3. We hope you've enjoyed listening and encourage you to come back next time. In the interim, consider backing us at patreon.com slash franchise festival, where you get access to a bonus episode each month and have the chance to vote on future episode topics. If you have any suggestions, you can also drop us a line on Twitter using the handle at franchise underscore fest or email us at franchisefestival at gmail.com. As for us, we're your hosts, Chris. And I'm Hamilton. And I'm Spencer. Thanks for listening, folks. Goodbye.